0: The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is making your home great. And we are usually on Saturday afternoons on FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. But instead today, we're going to be on... Uh, Friday night, which is you know, it's now. So figure this is a live show. Our telephone number is nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. You get a, a question that occurs to you anytime during the show, for any of the people you hear, please do call us up. Our one is Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. How you doing, sir?
1: I'm doing good. Have it still
0: you're, uh, you're all right i'm i gotta ask you about something you know it's coming yeah and derwin manis co-owner of roofworks how are you
2: doing good Thanks. good
0: i'm so glad you're here
2: where's holly holly is taking care of her daughter at a dance recital yeah okay that's a good excuse <laughs> yeah okay we'll take that one
0: yeah okay <laughs> she could she call i mean <laughs> couldn't <laughs> she call from there i mean
3: have
1: you ever been to a dance recital or no, a practice really. for a dance recital not
0: really Never moms easy. don't
1: have time
3: for anything <laughs> they don't know so they, i mean it's a they're are busy we, video are we just week. throwing me out of the
2: booth already
3: <laughs> no no I mean,
0: no, no so you're perfectly welcome to stay if you want derwin's
3: mean. time is up all derwin's
0: right, well, yeah, it's not your fault you're here i mean honestly it's all right derwin is uh representing roofworks tonight joel Worsham is representing comfort first heating and cooling he's the generator guy
1: i'm the generator guy
0: so um Joel, about this Moore County thing, yeah, was there? Did that move the needle at all?
1: It's uh, been a very busy week, uh, really, with maintaining generators. Sure. Uh, servicing generators. No kidding. And then obviously, selling more
0: generators. Okay, let's talk about the first part. Yes, because you brought it up. Mm-hmm. You have got generators that were affected, or customers that were affected. By the power outage.
1: Absolutely. 38,000 people without power as of Saturday night, 730. Um, uh, Most customers down there were on propane. Uh, So propane started running out about uh, Monday night. Oh, man. So it was uh, seeing propane companies come and fill their generators. Right. Uh, And then generators running as hard as they were. Um, and most of the customers that the I think the average age they said that the power outage affected was sixty two years old. Okay. Uh, so these generators do require some type of checking oil, or yeah. and, and and so we have that service that we do for those customers as well.
0: I mean, they <clears> are <throat> set up that they can run twenty four hours. Absolutely. At a time. That's right. It's just you have to what you have to check them every couple of days.
1: Well, it's if every manufacturer's specification on any generator, it's because it's an air-cooled engine. It's running thirty-six hundred RPMs at yeah. two hundred and thirty-five degree temp. That's on idle. That is straight up right out of the gate. Okay, <laughs> okay so it, you could say idle, but sure, the more load, it obviously obviously it's got to maintain hertz, uh, sixty hertz per second, which would obviously turn into the voltage by uh, the RPMs that that generator's running. Yeah. Uh, and this is the air-cooled models. Uh, if you have a liquid-cooled model, which is like your car, and you have a radiator in it, you, you're going to be running around 1,800 RPMs because you have that big radiator in the front of it, and it's a, probably a six-cylinder engine or, or a turbo four-cylinder. Uh, but most customers down there had what we call just your 20KW, your 26KW, 24KW, 17KW, Residential generator—it's going to give you heat. It's going to give you everything you need, right? But it's running stress. I mean, it's it, the especially at night when your when your heating system's coming on, it's going to run a little bit harder to maintain, right? The harder those maintain, they're obviously they're going to burn lubricant. And uh, service that we have for our customers with their service contracts is if we have a power outage of twelve hours or more that's sustained, yeah, uh, we will come out and do a prevented check on that generator to keep it maintained. So we will add oil. We will uh, do any type of servicing or maintenance during that power outage. Uh, And so you have that as well going on, plus you have customers that are not your customers calling in for servicing or for help or for (laughs) their generator didn't fire up and they can't find the telephone number of the local electrician that put it in or he's out of business. And so you you try to, because of it was such an an episode, you want to help those people. Sure, you do. And so we did that, and then we were uh, we were doing installations two times a day with two crews uh, in that area. So we were putting generators in at seven o'clock in the morning. At three o'clock, we would change and go to another customer's house and start installing generators and work till nine or ten o'clock at night that night. We no, were doing kidding. that, trying to do what we can to get generators and get power on because there was the unknown that we weren't sure if power was going to restore restored by Thursday. And, sure. and Duke did a great job. Uh, they did a phenomenal job getting it 99%, I think, restored by 5 o'clock Wednesday. Right. They are going through rolling brownouts or rolling turnoffs, I think they what they call them, uh, because they are still down there working uh, on that system. Yeah. And so they're we're having generators now that are, uh, I think, yesterday and today, there are certain areas that they were turning off for four or five hours while they were working on their circuits. Right, Uh, And so, uh, there again, we just, now that we had over 111 hours of runtime, now all those generators are now ready for their full maintenance. Yeah, the oil change. Yeah. So, you know, valve lashings need to be done, oil, air filters, cleanings. And so, now we have to get all that scheduled as well.
0: And I want everybody to understand, these are whole house generators. Your customers didn't have to get out and pull a rope. No. I, I mean, they didn't have to turn a key. And they sat
1: there and kept warm. And, and when
0: there was service to be done, what happens? What does that look like for a customer?
1: Well, we'll we'll come out. Usually we try to do it in the peak part of the day so it's not a cold, miserable moment. But we do have to shut the generator down yeah. for about an hour okay. and then kind of service it
3: and then bring it right back online. Customer doesn't need to be home for that, I would assume, the service plan.
1: No. no. I mean, we would like them to at least have the availability of to get in to make sure everything is turned back on for them. But I'm they sure. don't have to be gotcha. there. Gotcha.
0: The yeah, minute you're talking about maintaining you're talking about oil. Yeah. Talking about if fuel.
3: Filters, fuel. I would assume. Yeah. yeah. Filters. Filters. Yeah.
1: Fuel. And then obviously you might have to if it's been running really, really hard, it may be time to shut it down and get it get it totally flushed out, uh, because you are having to readjust the valves or the lashings or so forth on it. Um, you want to check the electronics there's they're vibrating they're they're under stress so you want to make sure you re all the bolts on the motor and and uh, all the other components around it uh, and you want to do all that to kind of keep these things going and
0: yet, make- and yet you've got a very solid framework these are meant to work
1: they're meant to work this way okay. yeah this is the. this is this is how I explain it to customers. When you buy a car, you don't just jump in it and go down the road and never do anything with it. When all of us do this, when we right. go on, get ready to go on vacation, what's the first thing we do? Well, we got to schedule to get our car oil changed and, and checked, and then we go on vacation. And then yeah. what's the first first yeah, thing right. we do after our trip? Well, I want to go get the car cleaned because i got salt air on it from the beach, or I want to go get the oil changed again or whatever. We, we've all done that. It's the same concept. This is a gas combustion engine. One of the things that we saw down there was a lot of customers had undersized propane tanks. And that caused ah. a lot of issues with idling. Uh, it also came with a lot of issues of gas pressure not being maintained. And uh, that causes alarms and faults on generators. Yeah, And uh, it's different than natural gas. We have a constant flow. <clears throat> but uh, I think a lot of people have learned their lesson that, you know, the larger the tank that you can get, the better if it's 250 you're yeah. you're just looking for a few days you got to go larger you need to go larger
0: uh yeah we bought 500 i yeah. mean we were like you know yeah. uh how much are the how much extra my wife has this phrase how much extra would the bigger s- size be it's and not that much she more answers it. Yeah. no no
1: but what this has what this has taught us is that yes. how delicate our infrastructure is and it can happen to anybody anywhere in, in, it's miserable
3: sure yeah you know er, earlier this last week uh my hometown uh dfw got hit by a string of tornadoes specifically grapevine which happens to be where my grandmother lives yes and there's footage everywhere of these tornadoes just tearing up grapevine ripping up the discount tire pulling the sam's uh roof off of the sam's and there was a part of that roof actually in my grandmother's backyard oh, so yeah, just that's... imagine the amount yeah. of damage How long the power is out. How many roofs were absolutely ripped apart by these high winds. And you don't know how long it's going to take to get that power back on. There's a big hurricane. If there's a tornado that tears through, that can absolutely destroy our infrastructure very, very quickly. Right. And it can take days, if not weeks, to get that power restored.
0: All right. Well, listen, we're going to talk more with Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Yes, they're a full-service HVAC company, but uh, Joel's end of it is the generator division so he's going to talk about that
3: and now plumbing and, and now, now plumbing
0: pl- plumbing and they've always been electrical yes but yeah all right derwin manis co-owner of roof works where's holly <laughs> uh, She's out. never mind that's wait, the last time wait, I wait we asked that, asked that already <laughs> we did we did ask that um we talk with holly a lot about the maintenance plans and the fact that you guys are willing to repair roofs when some other people are not at all interested in that why how did you get into that
2: well when we started the company uh back in 2006 yeah uh we realized that fundamentally if you're able to repair for people and take on the smallest job right help them there you're building a customer for life if you do a good job you service them there you're going to build a reputation that mm-hmm. you do good work, and if you're doing good work and you're taking care, because when somebody's leaking, if their roof is leaking, they're leaking in their home or their business. Yeah, it's a real problem. It's a it, you know, if you got water coming in, you you're frustrated, mm-hmm. you're upset. That's causing an issue immediately. Nobody's happy. Right. In a in a commercial situation, it can shut the whole business down, and they're losing money. In the home, mom or dad or the kids, everybody's unhappy because they gotta move out of that room or it's damaging yeah. uh, furniture, damaging TVs, electronics. Drywall. Yeah, and so if you can come in, and, and that's what we've sort of prided ourselves on is that we come to the rescue and take mm-hmm. care of them. We respond quickly, we come out, we're uh, in a roofworks truck, in yeah. roofworks uniforms, our guys are background checked, <laughs> drug tested. i
0: got to ask, is the license plate from around here?
2: It's around here. It's around here. It's, okay, it's right. North Carolina. <laughs> but, you know, I think, I think that's the thing. Um, and it's just about being responsible and having a, a really a heart of service. And that's what we build it on. Right. And, and it grows the business. And if you don't want to tackle that, it's not easy. Right. doing repairs are not easy because a lot of people just don't want to do it because they want the big they want the big fish yeah and I don't I would yeah and I, I don't mean, I don't think most people
3: understand why it's important to maintain a roof they put a new roof up there and they're like, oh it's a 30-year shingle I don't have to look at it till you know 2052 and they don't realize well your car can last 30 years too, but not if you don't ever get oil changes and transmission flushes and redo the brakes on it. You have to maintain these things. So although it can be a 30- or a 50-year shingle, that's yeah. under perfect scenario. That's if your house is in a globe and there's no weather. Okay, you You still need right. to get up there. And well, and even right now, I think we're all seeing how much stuff is cluttering the top of roofs right now with all the yeah. The leaves and the tree branches falling off. That's the kind of maintenance we're talking about. Is
0: is theres is there a season? I know there's a season for you because eventually in February, you're not going to want to get up, up on the roof. you probably do it. Right. But, you know, as cold as it might be in February, you don't want to be there. Is there a season for you? I mean, is there a reason for us to, uh, to care whether it's cold up there or hot? There's four. Yeah, seasons. There's four seasons. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh,
2: we, <laughs> oh, there's four. There's <laughs> four. We do them all, and uh, I mean each each season brings something different in roofing. But uh, we were talking earlier about winter and what that does for to the roof. Yeah, and the effects it can have, and what the homeowner needs to be looking for, or even the commercial buildings. Uh, we were talking about the likelihood that we could have snow this winter. We don't have it as much in our area, but when we have snow, yeah. If you haven't maintained your roof and like Brock was talking about, if there's debris already on your roof build up and you have snow, then you're gonna have a lot of problems because that's gonna make that situation ten times as worse. Right. Because snow buildup with, you know, pine straw or leaves, it's just gonna to add to the difficulty. It's gonna cause a leak, is what it's gonna cause.
0: Uh, will you get that stuff off my off my roof? Sure. Yeah.
2: Be more than happy to. I've got like one spot I can absolutely not get
1: to. I oh, got he'll pi- get he'll I got get pine needles tonight. just piled up there, and it's, yeah. I'm like, how are you supposed to get to that? <laughs> I mean, I, I can't get it with my blower. Can't get it off the ladder, a ladder. And I'm a not getting
3: up co- there. Cougar paws would probably be the better, <laughs> uh, you know, somebody with a lot of skill in cougar paws. Yeah. What are
2: cougar paws? Well. Cougar paws are. As well. Derwin, yeah. Number one, they're. They're shoes that we provide our guys ah, yes. and they, very expensive they're shoes. expensive but they allow them to have excellent grip on the roof but they're yeah. still needing to wear fall protection our guys have to have yeah. fall protection on but the grip on the shoe is keeps them from the normal shoe that you're wearing up there it's going to be slick now, sure. what yeah. kind of fall protection are we talking like
3: bubble wrap suits or yes. ropes and harnesses here we're we
2: talking, talking about they tie one guy to
0: the other <laughs> yeah. one's on the east side it's one's on the a west h- side
2: human seesaw yeah yeah we t- no no we we don't do what you might have seen or the worst case scenarios but no we wear complete fall arrest system with they're wearing the full harness yeah with the rope and harness every time they're going on the roof. I situation. don't want
0: anybody falling off my roof.
2: No, And and, and, and I
0: want somebody who's insured.
2: You want somebody insured because the, the sad reality is if they're not insured and they fall off, it's on you. All right.
0: Mm. Well, that's it. And there could be literal. You know, it depends on uh, – because I fell off a roof and I landed on a guy too. Um, <laughs> I want to hear I that f- story. <laughs> if I fall off this roof, it'll be on your head. All right, telephone number here, 919-860-9783. Call right now. We'll get you on the radio, and we'll feed you. 919-860-9783. Making your home great. FM 98.5 and AM 680. WPTF. (music) FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF why is dave on a friday night because he's awesome because not nah, because <laughs> he, he's a trooper i'll give any opportunity to go on the radio i will i'll go uh north carolina Tar Heels basketball uh ohio state i think they're the hoyas that's uh 23rd ranked uh, ohio state yeah they're the hoya, the hoya. they're what Oh the buckeyes. Oh, I'm sorry.
3: That's why I was laughing.
0: Yeah, I didn't want to... No, I know they're not that. I'm looking at it right here. I know they're the Buckeyes. But I wanted to like tweak the people who might be into town from Ohio.
3: They're all offended
1: now. Well, I, I, not unless he said Ohio State Wolverines. Wolverines. Now, now we got off some angry people. All
0: right, in studio Derwin Manis, co-owner of Roofworks. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling and Brock Emmons of uh, Triangle Radiant Barrier. And uh, second hour is going to be the real estate folks. And if I started to mention who's going to be on that show, we'd never quite get to the – we wouldn't finish this segment. It
3: would take us to the next commercial break. Well, the
0: news guys has got to go on in about two and a half minutes, so I'm, I'm going to cut it short. Uh, Joel, I would have walked around Moore County with just a clipboard. Yeah. I would have said, hey, you're <laughs> knocking on doors. You you want to, you want to, but you didn't do that. No, no, you, yeah, I, but we this, didn't want to
1: be it, vultures, but it was funny how we would show up into a neighborhood. Yeah. And we would get, take care of the customer. That is maybe a, a customer. that's already had something installed. Yeah. A couple of years ago or this year or whatever. It would be, it was very surprising how soon those neighbors come up and got our card, got our telephone number. Yeah. And, uh, we just sent our project manager out there, you know, next day or so and start working up the activity of what we got to do to get their generator installed.
0: Well, stock. now let me ask you mm-hmm. do you have any generators left?
1: Aha, good question. We are fully stocked.
0: You really are?
1: Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, we just got our November shipment in. And we've already just now received our December shipment this week, and our January shipment is coming in first week of January. So. And
0: you're you're constantly on the phone yeah, asking for more.
1: No, we are okay. on a revolving
0: every <laughs> month.
1: Every okay. month we have a, with our manufacturer, Briggs & Stratton, generators are going to be send, sent to us in the first week or so of okay. every month.
0: All right. Derwin Manis, co-owner of RoofWorks. We have not talked about the commercial roofing end.
2: Is that where you do most of your work? No, actually, I'm uh, sort of over everything, along with Will. Yeah. Uh, But uh, we focus commercial. It's been a big uh, part of the company over the last few years. We didn't originally uh, have a commercial division when we started. Right. And that's something that we have – Put a lot of effort in with the company. Uh, you know, when we started RoofWorks, we were residential, right? Um, and uh, we, you know, we didn't want to. I guess the best way to say this is, we could have jumped into the commercial with our background, with Will's background and my background. We could have jumped in full force, right? And I, I think our philosophy was we wanted to establish ourselves, right, and grow slow and do, do what we could handle initially, right. and, and I think that's been, I, I want to say that's been the right move, because a lot of times in, in any business, and, and I've seen it in the roofing business through the years, you try to take on too much at once, right? and it's not, you just can't do it, and so we've, we've got in commercial the same way we did residential and multifamily roofing by repair and maintenance.
0: Okay, we'll, we'll talk more about that. The uh, telephone lines are open, 919-860-9783. Making your home great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. We are on with making your home great. Derwin Manis of RoofWorks, Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, and Brock Emmons, of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Our number, if you're hungry, uh, 919-860-9783. Come up with a question for any one of these folks. You could ask me a question. I could not help you. A $25 gift certificate to High Park Bar and Grill, Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh, could be yours. They are home of the $5 burger.
3: Ooh. i'm
0: trying to do the math in my head that doesn't matter
3: carry the one
0: carry the one divide by six it doesn't matter you'll be rich your whole family will think you are so good all nine eight six zero nine right derwin um i've got a brand new house i got a two-year-old roof two-year-old house do i need to bring you out or do i have to wait 10 years
2: if it's two years old, you're probably at a point where I would bring us out. Really? Yeah. I mean, we were talking earlier. Brock brought it up about it's just like servicing your car. Yeah. You got a two-year-old car, you get it serviced. Um, you're not. You probably don't have anything wrong with your roof, hopefully. Right. Um, but things happen. We. I, I mentioned four seasons a while ago, and in North Carolina, we have pretty aggressive. Yes. Summer season. And we have quite a bit of wind, and that can have an effect on what's going on on your roof. Right. And so we get up, we do uh, a check of everything, make sure you're good. And with that, we have very level, different levels of what we do on a maintenance. We can have a maintenance agreement with you where we're doing an inspection, but we can also clean gutters. We can clean the yes. roof, and cleaning the roof is not ever – Power washing a roof, but it is cleaning off oh, debris. Oh come on!
0: I know for for a fact there are people who would charge you a hundred bucks to power wash the roof. They st- certainly
3: would. Stand <laughs> on a stand on a ladder and and shoot it uphill.
2: Yeah, I've, exactly. I've seen that done before. Uh,
0: the, and the reason this is wrong is because
2: well, Brock just said shoot it uphill. They're shooting <laughs> it up under your shingles. Number one, but also it okay. tears the grit off your shingles. It ruins your shingles, yes, and you just voided your warranty.
0: All right, so now uh, th- this is. I'm glad you're here because mm-hmm. I, I really got this question. You reminded me of this. What is that black stuff moving down the I, most of the roots I've seen? Got a little bit of discoloration. That's after, algae. After, yeah, is it algae? Mm-hmm. Yes. Really, it is. And and should I have done something to prevent that?
2: Well, you couldn't have done anything no. initially to prevent it. I mean, algae. There's no rhyme or reason. Your house could be beside Brock, and he would hate that, but yeah. if it was, it it he wouldn't. might have it and you might not have it. Yeah. But your shingles, all shingles now have typically every shingle, if it's a architectural shingle, has a 15-year algae or they'll say fungus-resistant right. quality to it. Uh, after that, it's going to have it. It just is. In our climate here, we have the black streaks are showing up on roofs. It's just because of
0: the moisture in the air. Well,
2: yeah. I okay. Mean, pretty much. But the, the other thing that could happen or you could have done, we could come out and put zinc strips mm-hmm. and put that at the top of the roof. That's probably the best thing to keep it from happening on are, your roof.
3: Are people going to see the zinc strips? You will see it slightly. Yeah. They look good. It's not like, yeah, they don't make it look tacky or
2: anything. No, they certainly don't.
3: Most of the time, it's on the area of the roof that doesn't see a lot of sun. I mean, it's the the area tucked back in the trees that sees 10 minutes of sunlight each day.
2: That's normally where the growth happens. And And you're
0: going to tell me that zinc will prevent
2: the algae. It will. Yeah. It's the rain washing it down over the roof, and that's what's keeping it from it's growing.
3: Science. Now is that what's also in the shingles that give it a fifteen year well, is it
2: made with zinc? They use copper. Copper, okay. They may go back to zinc with yeah. what copper is costing. I'll but they used to do it. zinc. Yeah. Yeah. But the zinc works very well.
0: And the the other thing that we often don't get around to is that you guys will do copper flashing if a customer wants it.
2: Oh, exposed valleys, copper yeah. valleys, open, yeah. open valleys. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll we'll put a copper roof on for you. We'd be, be very happy to do that. For yeah. You. I mm. bet. <laughs> There's that big project well, he was talking I, about. I, <laughs> no, then I
0: then I come home one night and the roof's gone.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, that's a <laughs> sections <laughs> of the roof have been taken <laughs> two off. Guys, <laughs> two
0: guys came by and they pulled it out and they took the air conditioner. Driving industry, down the street in oh, the truck. Yep. All right. So, uh, be, uh, copper is an expensive material. It is clearly. The way you're laughing at, but but, if I wanted copper, and if I wanted copper downspouts, mm. and copper um, gutters, gutters,
2: yes, can I do this? Sure, and we do that, and it's it's a great, great product. It's a great look, uh, and it's uh, you have all kinds of options in metal. I mean, in different colors in metal in gutters, you have all kinds of color choices, uh, in metal roofing you have all kinds of color choices so can you change and this
3: has always been a question that i've wondered because you know when i was doing standing seam roofs back in texas they were all brand new i always wondered are you able to go back in and repaint those i guess that might be a question for finch but have you guys ever uh dealt with that
2: you can um typically any metal that we're going to put on any painted metal is going to have a 30 roll now 40-year finish, and that 40-year finish means that you will not see significant fadeage to that roof. That's impressive. And what that means, it's going to fade from day one. Sun's brutal. Right. Sure. But you can't notice it. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, you drive around and see a roof, a metal roof, and it looks horrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That just means that it's it's a low-quality Painted metal finish, or, yeah. or
0: it's been, or it's been up for 150 years.
2: Well, yeah, but to answer Brock, you you can. Uh, we we do a lot of roof coating, a lot of roof coating. Okay, and we come in with a, and most of the time it's on commercial structures, right? But we do residential, and and that coating, uh, a lot of that is the prep work that's doing the waterproofing, and then you coat it with. People would say paint, but it's a high-level coat. Right. And that gives it a a 10- to 15-year warranty, depending on what we put on.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. I want both of you guys to know this, that before the show begins, I always Google search the people who are going to be on the show. Mm -hmm. Not that I don't know who you are. I clearly do. I don't (laughs) even have to search through the – you've been here a number of times. But I like to do this, and tonight it paid off because as it turned out, I could search both of your company names and two other knucklehead companies come in on the on the search right They paid for the search right oh, yeah. which doesn't make any sense because I search Roofworks okay <laughs> How do we get in touch with the real Roofworks?
2: How do we get what's the website? Oh just Roofworks. R-O-O-F-W-E-R-K-S dot com.
0: And you got the dot com. Roofworks.com. Works is W-E-R-K-S. Uh, other than that. And Joel. Joel Worsham Comfort First Heating and Cooling. That's a
1: ww.yourcomfortfirst.com.
0: All right. Very good. Because I I I'm telling you, Yeah. two other companies. <laughs> it worked with both of you. Yes. The two other companies, oh, they're buying ads. Right. Mm-hmm. If you Google search Comfort First Heating and Cooling or RoofWorks, make sure you click through to the right one. That's all I'm saying.
3: Absolutely, I we'll appreciate on, that. On
0: mm-hmm. the other hand, if you're you're Google searching uh, um, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier, it doesn't matter.
3: No, actually, you can just Google Radiant Barrier Raleigh. I think really? we're, we're 12 of the 16 searches on the first page. <laughs> oh, you are. We We pretty much <laughs> dominate the market Good. when it comes to Radiant Barrier. So I'm just Google Radiant Barrier Raleigh. You'll find us, Triangle Radiant Barrier. All right.
0: Joel Worsham, the telephone rings. What do you need to know from me? Uh, do you want to know the square footage of my house? Can you tell it from that? Or do you have to sit down in my house and ask me, whether my kids use, you know, a lot of electricity or not.
1: Well, we're going to do a a vetting process, obviously, to kind of get information for our project manager or myself to come out. Yeah. But we're always going to come out, and we're going to do a low calculation. We're going to find out what is your top priority needs, and then we're going to determine what else we can add to that to give you comfort. Uh, And And, and then that's going to figure out what kind of generator you're going to need.
0: I mean, I need the HVAC. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I know what it's like 90-degree days yes. in my house. You shut it all down, and the house gets 120 within a few minutes. Mm-hmm. But the point is, wh- what else can I have?
1: Well, you can have hot water. If yeah. you have electric hot water, you can have cooking, Yeah. Uh, all your you know, water line, uh, water pump, sewer pump, so you can flush the, the toilets uh, and have that convenience. Yeah. Uh, how about the simple effect of trying to get your garage door open to get your car so you can go to work? Everything in the house. We try to accommodate and size the generator. And it's and it's very minimal cost right. to go from one size to another because guess what? The electrical work is all pretty much the same. It's just changing a little bit of the materials, but it's the same amount of labor. So it's just a certain the small cost of, of what the generator step-up is right. uh, or, or what – cost of wire uh it's very minimal so we always when when we start laying that out to customers they they're like wow just for that just for that i can have my whole house absolutely
0: yes because i don't want to live like uh you know you know some uh some uh some guy living in a compound in the middle of you know whatever i want (coughs) i want all the comforts yeah
1: i always like that song every light in the house is on yeah that's that's what we do
3: (laughs) you do that that's what we do all right see i'm not really worried about the summer i mean if you lose power in the summer it's not fun it's hot in the house right but you can get in the car and drive down the road if you need to i'm worried more about the winter well there's more
1: damage to your home without
3: power in the winter when it's 20 degrees outside and you have no heat and you can't get in your car and drive down the road because we're under a foot of snow and the target is, is shut down and the gas stations are shut down and you're limited to hoping that you have some wood left over to build a fire. Right. You know, we, we every every single winter we get a foot or so of snow and it knocks out power in an area for a few days. Right. That That's my concern is I want to be able to make sure that I, my heater is running uh, and we can stay a comfortable temperature. Because if you can't, that's dangerous. Absolutely. It can get very, very cold, especially overnight.
0: And I'm not living among 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm in a small development mm-hmm. in a small town. You think about it, uh, there've got to be people in my situation who don't – they're not first on the power company's list.
1: Oh, absolutely. In rural communities, uh, you're. it's all based on population and demand of what's important or yeah. infrastructure that has to get online, and that's where the power companies address it. Uh, and then there's obviously there may be extensive damage where they it's going to take more crews and they got to bring more infrastructure in from out of state. Right, so right. the rural communities suffer that you know. And yep. so, uh, but when we see generators, what we see is it's it's across the board. We don't try we don't see a certain market that is specifically just for generators so it's not just the people in the rural areas right it's not just people in the city we see it all the way across the board and we and what we are seeing and it's a it's a it's a three words it's peace of mind and right. in this world today i think everybody should be able to have that
0: let's pick up with john and clayton welcome to the program hey john you are on with derwin from roofworks and joel from comfort first heating and cooling and and of course brock emmons from triangle radiant barrier How you doing, John? Hey, good. How y'all doing? Good. What's up? Um, I just got a quick question about um, the crawl
3: space tents that are in, you know, around your house. Um, You know, I, I basically leave them open during the summer and then close them up during the winter. But I was having a discussion with a guy the other day, and he said that wasn't necessarily necessary. So, I mean, is that something you should do? Should you leave them open year-round, or should you close them, or what? Well, I, I would have to agree with you more than your your buddy. Um, you leave them open in the summertime and the springtime, so you're get, trying to get as much ventilation under the house as you can. In the winter, we don't really have an issue with high relative humidity, okay? That's typically an issue that you're running to in the spring and in the summer. So, if we don't have a problem with high relative humidity, leaving your vents open in the winter actually is going to make your crawl space a lot colder. If you're able to close the vents in the winter, uh, can warm it up a, a few degrees underneath the house. I get a lot of customers that complain about really cold floors in the winter. That's really the logic behind it. Now, to be frank, these vents should be about two to three feet tall and two to three feet long. Okay, to get enough airflow under the house for it to actually be doing something. <laughs> what, what we're left with are these little, you know, seven-inch tall by a foot long vents that right. just just really do not do much of anything. Right. So right. whether they're open or closed, I'll be frank, it's kind of irrelevant. Really? It really is. Doesn't I've, matter. I've seen them all the way. Now, you don't want them sealed. That's a big difference. You want them open in the summer. You do not want to seal them unless you use uh, some sort of dehumidifier or air induction down there something that'll actually introduce conditioned air
0: okay all right well that that makes sense then Uh, i mean i've always
3: done it for years and i just thought you know i'll give you a collar and see what y'all think no good question
0: johnny you're right to ask i mean that's one of the first things that i asked brock when i found out what he does that you know i i was taught one way or the other and honestly apparently what it's not going to make a difference because these things are way too small
3: i put these sensors in every crawl space we do these thermal hygrometers now they sync up to your smartphone and they track data for up to a calendar year yeah builds a line graph and it shows your highs your lows your averages what days you know got to what humidity yes so when we started installing those we got so much data that we were able to now scientifically tell you what is and is not working yeah and whether the vents are open or closed <laughs> it's it makes no impact at all from okay. a statistical standpoint uh you just don't want to seal them without conditioning
0: all right john and clayton we're going to send you a gift certificate to high park barn grill whitaker mill road in raleigh 25 dollar gift certificate is yours i'm looking at their website which is high park barn and there's a picture of a steak Ooh. actually it's a prime rib that's good it looks too. Looks a lot like a steak, nice. but it's a prime rib. And it, Well that
4: that sounds good. I appreciate it. That's all right. <laughs> my alley.
0: I'm putting you on up, putting you on hold. Hang on. I got another one. You know, another gift certificate. Call us up 919-860-9783. Derwin Manis of Roofworks and Joel Worship of Comfort First Heating and Cooling are here in studio. Also Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier on making your home great. FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. Making your home great. FM 98.5, AM
2: 680,
0: WPTF. Coming up in just a little bit, the Wicker Squared Real Estate Hour. That's uh, coming up. It's making your home great, but we've got a different crew in. Last couple of minutes here with Derwin Manis, co-owner of RoofWorks, and Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. Rocky, got to ask one of these guys a question because I got a twenty-five dollar gift certificate for High Park Bar and Grill for you.
3: I'm taking it. Okay, I'm, I want that burger. Sure. <laughs> um, well, okay. So we were just talking off the air about permitting, mm-hmm. right? When you're putting in a, a, a whole house uh, generator, I would assume there would be multiple permits involved in that. And is that one inspection or several?
1: Depending on jurisdiction, obviously. Um, it could be several different types of inspections. Um, most of them are going to have what they call a multi-trade inspector partnered up with an electrical inspector. Uh, certain jurisdictions have separate where it's electrical and then, and then a mechanical for the, for the gas, uh, fuel line. Um, and then we also have what we call zoning permits for restrictions. Yeah. That's based on jurisdiction. Um. That varies from across the state. Uh, Not every jurisdiction requires zoning permits. Uh, If you get into a larger generator, uh, uh, 35 KW or larger, most jurisdictions are going to require some type of uh, permitting because of the size uh, for the zoning. Uh, And then you have, if you get into underground infrastructures, there's even more inspections and more red tape. And every job that we do is going to get inspections, mainly because you're messing with the infrastructure from Duke Energy that's coming into your to your home, uh, or any of the power companies, and that's required that they 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 want that required, uh, and then you're also uh, tapping into the to the gas line, and most gas lines, whether it's propane or or, or natural gas, are going to have to have meter sizings uh, to accommodate the flow, and then those require. Uh, inspections and then your natural gas companies not only require a gas inspection release uh, but they'll ins- also do an electrical inspection release for the gas meter which makes kind of confusing sense to us but yes, there's a lot of uh, a lot of red tape that we have to process so it's these projects are not, uh typically you buy at four o'clock this afternoon and you're installing at
3: 7.30 in the morning. right I would assume <laughs> this is a one or a two week process getting it's, all the permits yeah, set up the yeah, inspections absolutely gotcha.
1: Min- minimum that you're you're doing something pretty good if you if you can to get it in two weeks okay
0: on the other hand all I have to do is call Joel yes and then Joel takes care of it
1: I take care of all of it matter of fact yeah we had a jurisdiction this is a great story they have a zoning. Restriction
0: yeah.
1: to install the generator. And they, they told us that. And I asked them, do we need a plot plan survey? Nope. We just need an aerial photo. Okay. So what? I got Yeah, aerial photo. So here's the thing. Went to Google Earth. Yeah. Pulled yeah. it up. Magnified. I drawed where the generator's going in. We documented the sizing, locations, footage. They said, Oh no, that, that's not gonna work. I said, Okay, what do we, what do you need? Go ahead and install the generator. And then we want an aerial photo. So we went out and got a what? drone. You didn't. Launched a drone up in the air after the generator's installed, and we pulled it up so many feet so we can get an aerial photo so they can actually see where the generator's locating because they actually didn't do what they call site no uh, reviews. Yeah. They actually do it from their laptop at their house or their computer because they're that part of the
0: sure. – Joel, at that point, it's already installed. It's
1: already, yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, what would they do well, if they turned it down? Sc-
1: They're screening that you have to. There's some jurisdictions that require natural habitat or some type of landscaping, or a fence, or a, 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 some type of structure, so it's, it's not too seen. late. Yeah, now uh,
3: that's not I, a okay, jurisdiction
1: right. that's in this area, but it's pretty good. I'm not do- gonna,
3: I'm <laughs> not gonna throw the city under the bus, okay? But we do have a city here right now that when we pull permits to seal a crawl space, yeah. They are now requiring us to call them on FaceTime so they can inspect the crawl space. Derwin Mannis, co
0: owner of Roofworks, you have 15 seconds to complain about any zoning (laughs) you want to.
2: I don't think it would be wise.
0: (laughs) Excellent choice. All right. Derwin, thank you. Joel, thank you. Thank you. All right. Brock, thank you. All these guys are vacating, and we are having in. Tanya Wicker Hunt, Julie Wicker Crisco of Wicker Squared at Coldwell Banker, Howard Perry in Walston, also a couple of guests. We've got some interesting people we are going to talk about real estate coming up on this program. It's called Making Your Home Great. It's the real estate hour coming up next on WPTF. The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is making your home great. And usually we're on a Saturday afternoon, but, you know, this being uh, basketball weekend, uh, we're going to go ahead and do uh, uh, the next 60 minutes of discussion about real estate with the Wicker Square team, Tanya and Julie. Hi, how are you? Hey, good. How are you? Like, good,
5: be, Everybody good? Yeah. You all right? It's the Christmas season.
0: All right. Listen, the uh, the the team with the Wicker Squared team are at Colwell Banker, Howard Perry, and Walston. Wicker Squared is because you're cousins and you share the same middle name, the maiden Maid, name.
4: Maiden name. Maiden name. Yes. Right.
0: right. Uh, Doug Anderson is here, Town Mortgage of the Carolinas. How you doing, Doug? I'm doing great. Good. And a home inspector, Stephen Pate. Stephen, do you do you have a company name we'd we'd like to get out here?
6: Yeah, it's very catchy. It's Pate Home Inspections. Pate Home Inspections. Yes. Well, I <laughs> yeah, like that. It
0: makes a whole lot of sense, doesn't <laughs> it? Uh, Tanya and Julie, how are things? I oh. mean, how is how is business? How is selling and buying homes?
5: It's good. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you know we had that little bit of slump, right when the the rates shot up quickly right, right. but i think there are lots of people out here looking um in this late season of the year and those that are looking are serious buyers so yeah. you know we're showing properties we've got new listings on the market so we've got closings this month so yes. um yeah i, I think, think
4: together we have what five five six, what six? five or six closings yeah. this month. Oh, yeah oh really which mm-hmm. for december that's strong yeah yeah I
5: have three, and you have three. Merry Christmas. Four, Four. Four. so we we have seven. Seven. Mm -hmm. Seven.
0: Seven. See, the great thing is things are going so well, they're losing track. (laughs) Not that they're really losing track. It's just they can, uh, the spur of the moment, know know what's going on. Um, Tanya and uh, Julie would love to answer any real estate questions you have, and we're going to feed you if you call us. 919-860-9783, 919-860-9783, a $25 gift certificate from High Park Bar and Grill could be yours. Uh, now, Stephen uh, is the home inspector, and I want to ask, uh, Stephen, I want to tell you this. You, you come in at the point of purchase where I, the Alexander girls, my daughters, all know this. I know three things from my dad that he taught me. Never fight a land war in Asia. Uh, never, lift a, never lift a puppy above my, your head. And never fall in love with anything you can't. No. Yeah. Never fall in love with something that can't love you back. At some point, you have to step in and tell people, yeah, there's something up with your dream house. Right? What does that feel like?
6: Um, I mean, it's actually kind of rewarding, honestly. I mean, to give them the, an honest opinion, you know, they come in and they see all the the beautiful things, the pretty countertops and, and, and I give them a, you know, Let just stick a, on a pig. No, yeah, no, not so much that, you know, just a reality like, you know, this house is beautiful. I mean, every house has issues, yeah. even the, even the dream home. So just to give them an understanding of what they're, uh, they're getting into, uh, when they're moving in, you know, they move all their furniture in and then, um, you know, I don't want them a week later to, to realize they have an issue with their. Tell their me a dream story home. about
0: some time when you actually have had to tell somebody, no, there's serious issues here.
6: Weekly. Weekly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, tell me, tell <clears throat> me the specific. Okay. So, well, uh, I had a new construction yesterday. Uh, gorgeous home. Yeah. Uh, beautiful neighborhood. Um, and uh, get under the crawl space, and a couple of the sewer lines had just snapped in half, uh, and so water, any anything that I had tested uh plumbing wise that was just leaking into the crawl space yeah Um, goodness
4: that's that's
0: not something i'm uh, and
7: i'm not not, new construction new construction yeah exactly
5: and see that's why that's why buyers sometimes think oh it's new construction we don't need a buyer's agent right we'll just work with the listing agent on site remember they work for the seller the builder they're not going to encourage you to get inspections Oh, it's new construction. We don't need an inspection because it's new. Right. Well, like Stevens, I mean, prime, prime example, example, inspectors right. all the time. Now, that's a major one, but you're always going to find something. Maybe the dishwasher wasn't hooked up correctly, and you'd hate to for that to not get tested before you're moved in, and then you've right. got your kitchen floors are ruined. So, yeah.
0: Yeah,
6: absolutely. Uh, there was a dishwasher. So I've had, mm-hmm. uh, you know, laundry room drain lines overflowing. Um, find a lot of roof issues on new construction
0: i would Um, think a brand new house would actually have those shakeout issues more likely than a house that's five years old because you you've run you've run stuff through the drains does that make sense Mm
5: -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah okay and i mean there are little things that are going to be found on new constructions but i tell you i love when i get a report back and they're minor things and it's like oh and it's like, no, that's when it, you say, oh, good. So we didn't find anything major because right. then it's peace of mind. But, you know, thank goodness you had another set of eyes. Now, granted, right. those builders, they have to get signed off at all different points of the build process by right. county inspectors. Right. But you know what? People can miss things. You know, they're building these homes very quickly.
0: Yes. so you just
5: need it's a huge investment and it's always wise to get a private inspection i mean Mm -hmm. for the dollars that it cost you it's pennies to the dollars on that investment that you're making just to know that you had another set of eyes looking just for you from head to toe on that home but that's
0: not an optional right that's not an optional purchase
5: it's it's Yes, it is an option. It's not required. required. Oh, it's not required. Oh, absolutely oh, not. I it all back then. No, it's an inspection is optional. It's not required. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. This it's funny my my daughter just bought a home and she honestly didn't have any clue who was paying whom. Really?
5: Did she no. have a buyer's agent that she was uh, working with? Yes, she did. Okay, so.
0: yeah they should i know they should have educated her should've i should we're educated
5: just gonna bite her her, her. tongue over here, here. Well,
0: you get her at the christmas party you go okay. ahead and go okay. you around well you know it's one of these things sometimes uh, yeah they're looking at each other like
4: what yeah we didn't get the invitation yeah sorry no, I'll, I'll, sorry
5: missed that i'll invite you to the christmas yeah. party Okay. Um, but the point—we're on the Plan B. <laughs> you're on the invites <laughs> for the Plan A people that didn't. <laughs> That's right. RSVP. Yes. Thanks. No, just,
0: Thanks, Dave. I'm I'm laughing because I thought you were looking at each other like, wait a minute, why didn't we sell that house? Why? Didn't oh no. We were like, oh, right. what were party? Why didn't
5: Dave's daughter? Yeah. I, oh, <laughs> I've already I've already talked to you about that. Like, right. Oh, we didn't get that. We didn't know we didn't about. Get that I didn't meet you until okay. she already All established.
0: Right. Now, see, this is. It actually is an important lesson that people have to know their realtor and they have to feel comfortable yeah. and she did and that's an important thing right now she didn't get the best advice because that morning she's running around saying what do I have to bring dad I'm like I don't know bring your checkbook the yep. The rest of it
5: will happen right um, but 2. you can't bring your checkbook. you so. can't bring your checkbook to close I'm thinking the close- lender
7: maybe have dropped the ball on yeah
5: somebody dropped the ball <laughs> on on education. yeah well that's true. All right in studio
0: um, Doug Anderson of Town Mortgage of the Carolinas you' you' I need to talk to you interest rates. how is that affecting the market?
7: Well, I'm I'm in a better mood right now than I was. I came here maybe a month and a half ago and yeah. rates were just we didn't know what they were going to do. Right. You know, 8, 9%, never knew. Um I'm in a much better mood. Uh, rates have drifted down pretty pretty significantly. They do impact affordability, but what they did was they put a big pause on this craziness we had. We had a lot of craziness in the market. People paying 10, 15, 20% over. In due diligence, simply non-refundable right. cash offers, right. and my bread and butter, my favorite customer is the first-time homebuyer. Yeah, and the reason that is is that they appreciate it. They need the education. Right. They're, you know, little does in the woods that need just guidance, and I love working with those type of clients because I was one of those. I remember buying my first home like it was yesterday, and I don't remember what went on. Yeah, and uh, I'm just glad I got there, and uh, I was patting my wife on the hand, saying, "Hey." Glad we bought a house. I, I guess we got it now. Yeah, but yeah. completely clueless and oblivious to the process. But we got there. So I took that to my career, and I was like, you know, first-time homebuyers are fantastic. And right. uh, for the first time in two and a half years, maybe almost three, I'm seeing first-time homebuyers, and this is just in the last 30 days. Yeah, have a significant ability to win a deal. They don't right. have to overpay. They right. don't have to overbid. Right. They go in and. Sometimes they're winning below market. They're they're saying, you know, I'll give you ten thousand dollars less, and you know, we'll close in thirty days. And they're getting these deals. And I was telling um, Tanya and Julie that the my average loan, my average consumer, has dropped in half in the last sixty days, meaning the price of the home, right. which is a good sign because you know what I like about first time home buyers is not only appreciative, and we've got some great programs for them, but more specifically, they are repeat buyers. They'll remember the experience they had with us mm. and go, you yeah, know, well, that was great. When they start buying their you know next house or referring their friends, their yeah. family, you know, the first time home buyers are going to have that perspective that the, the repeat buyer that's moving in has bought five houses will never have. Right. I love right. first time home buyers because they're extremely appreciative. They take our guidance, mm. they take our direction, and if you educate them and teach them right, and they buy and it's a happy experience, they're going to call you in a couple of years. They're going to call you and say. Okay. We want to buy another one right again for the first time in many months i'm seeing first-time home buyers have a fighting chance to win a home
0: yeah there's been a lot of investment companies outbidding people and there's been a lot of you know rental companies outbidding people and then there's just been blood in the water which was very harsh for a, a couple of years where it didn't matter who you were you likely weren't going to get that home because you were visiting 10 houses or seeing 10 Mm -hmm. houses and almost to the point of "Eh, i think we're going to put money down on it honey and it's not happening because 90 other people are doing it is that over we done with that
4: it's definitely slowing down yeah Yeah. it's
7: well, what's going on? Kind and I'll, I'll, I, you guys are listing agents, so you probably have seen this. The inst- we call them eye buyers, institutional buyers, the yes. big big hedge funds, and the companies that you see on the web. Yes, they are going back to the tradition of being the low offer. They're the low ballers. That's <laughs> what they used to be. Yeah, and they were always 15 percent below what you could get on the fair market. And so we're th- their offers are coming in, but we're like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's too low. Mm-hmm.
5: Right. I'm I mean, I even had in the prime, I had some i buyers on some of my listings and I you just wanna say, What? Like it was a sight unseen, but it was low. It was like yeah. it was a joke. Like, why are you even doing this? <laughs> you know, when it's gonna go well above asking. Right. But right. I mean, right now we have time, like I showed a couple of different buyers um just the past couple of days and, you know, in contact with the listing agents and While you know, my buyers are interested, but they're saying we're going to think about it, which right right now buyers are allowed to think about their purchase rather than jump in and make a purchase that they may regret later because they didn't have time. They may actually have a chance to go back
4: and walk through it a second time. Right. And we as realtors have time to do our due diligence, which we haven't had time to do. And, really, and you know, we show a house, it's like get all forget it in.
0: And and this is a, we're gonna bring this up in just a little bit. Due diligence means two different things in two different circumstances. In one case it means you guys doing your homework. Right. Right. And then there's due diligence that people have to pay.
5: Well, there's due diligence money, and then right. there's the time frame and what happens during that due diligence time frame right. on the agent side, what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And then also um, in the process when you go under contract. So there's a lot that goes into the due
4: diligence period. That's when Stephen comes in.
0: That's where Stephen
4: comes in. Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: Yep. And Stephen will literally come in the house and he'll kick the tires on the house and make sure it's it's right. Um, uh, Stephen Pate, Home Inspector, Doug Anderson from Town Mortgage of the Carolinas, and Tanya Wicker Hunt and Julie Wicker Crisco of Wicker Squared at Colwell Banker, Howard Perry, and Walston. You want to talk to anybody that you just heard on the radio? Our telephone number is 919 860 9783. This is making your home great. <laughs> FM ninety eight five AM six eighty WPTF. The hardest part of the show right now is to get everybody from to stop talking so that I can say FM ninety eight five AM six eighty WPTF and we're on the air because people want to talk during the commercials. It's, it's right. Great conversations here. Um, wish we could uh, do that on the air. Tanya Wicker Hunt and Julie Wicker Crisco of Wicker Squared. At Colwell Banker, Howard Perry and Walston. Hi, hey, hey, we're, Dave. We're, Tanya's got um,
5: some stats for us. Yeah. So every every month, yeah. around the middle of the month, we get the stats from the real estate regional real estate association from Triangle MLS, okay. and they come. You know, we get them at the middle of the month, but they're like a month for kind of like how interest is paid in arrears i mean the same thing with these stats so yeah. they go back a little bit but you know as we've talked there's slowdown in the market there's stability you know it's it's been normalizing of what it was pre-pandemic which is great like yeah. doug was talking about the craziness you know we, you can't sustain that forever right um and so that's what the government has done with the interest rates of slowing everything down they kind of went crazy with them um But in the last 12 months, we've had an 11% appreciation on the average sales up from um, last year. And then our days on market, still pretty low. 23 is the average days on market, where a year ago at this time, it was nine days on market. So these are more October stats that we're talking about right now that we just got. But like we mentioned, Julie and I mentioned, buyers are able to go into a home take their time right. looking at it, and then going home, discussing it, sleeping on it, you know, that decision before they make that decision and possibly going back in for a second look. Right. Not to say that there are those times we're still getting where things are going under contract in a day. So we don't want to say overall because some things are still going very quickly with multiple offers. So
0: Is there is there a particular... Either price point or type of home or zip code that's going just fast?
5: It just, it's really a case-by-case case scenario, don't you think?
4: Okay. I think it's like the unicorn, though. Right. I, mean, I haven't really seen it. Right. In what I'm showing, I right. haven't seen it.
5: I mean, um, right now, we had, um, a year ago, we had a 0.7-month supply. Right now, we have a 1.8-month supply. Okay, which is back to January 2020 pre-pandemic levels. So, you know, it, that's a norm for us.
0: And that that is an indicator of new houses coming into the market, or is it a, a new construction, or is it existing homes? Well, everything. Both, everything. Yeah. Okay.
5: So, so you have to remember in in June when we merged with. Um, or was it pinehurst mls mm-hmm. Pineleaf St. mls Bird. so yeah. that brought a lot of inventory into the market at once okay when interest rates went up that first time yeah and so all of a sudden things went up quickly but it wasn't because all these houses were sitting on the market yeah. and all of a sudden there was a huge surge of homes sitting on the market it's because we merged mls
0: so and- it was a statistical anomaly it, yeah. it looked on paper that things were sitting on market for a long time.
5: Right. So so they're not. I mean, our average days on market is still 23 days. So right. you'll have some. I mean, you do see some that are 90 days and above, but then you have a lot that are still lower. And
4: you have buyers now saying, oh, that home's been on the market 20 days. I should be able to get a deal. And it's like, this is kind of the normal now. Right. You know, the 23rd. Yeah. 60 90 but okay. you know the longer it sits the more you think you're going to get a deal so I you know I don't
0: I I don't know well have either of you worked in different markets in other words I look at this market as the unicorn the term you just used this is so unique that for instance it's not going to be a bad, it's, it's a good investment. Mm-hmm. A house in this area, if you're within the sound of my voice. Right. And you are, you know. Right. These houses are going to be worth more 15, 20 years from now. Right. It's <laughs> never a bad investment. No. In this area. Right. At least it won't be in, in our lifetimes. Am I agreed on that?
4: We no, agreed? I agree. And agreed. even going now out further, like to Mevan. And those areas you can't go wrong either.
0: Yeah, you know, well I'm I I mean you know where I'm living. I'm way up well, Middlesex. Other side of Zebulon. I, yeah. I am in am in Middlesex. Middlesex. And Middlesex is filling in. The eastern Wake County area, we got about three hundred homes right next to the stadium, right next to the ball stadium. And and it's not slowing down in our area.
5: No, Sanford. I grew up in Sanford. Julie and I grew up in Sanford. And I tell you, I keep reading on Triangle Business Journal of all the new neighborhoods that are coming in there. I mean, Mm -hmm. you have to. I mean, there's not much land left in the Raleigh area. So everything is moving out.
0: All right. Yeah. Like my dad said, they're not making any more of it. That's right. You got to go ahead and buy some. Um, So uh, let's bring in again. Doug Anderson of Town Mortgage of the Carolinas are people dropping out of the are are people deciding not to buy because of the uh, the rates or have we got a way around that
7: Yes and no I mean the, there was people dropping out at the initial shock of the interest rates and how it they had to reset um right. I think buyers once you get the bug to buy you make that decision Right you know, you got all kinds of data that says this is the best thing you could do financially, it's wealth building, you're buying an asset that's not going down in value, it's holding value. Right. It's for savings. There's all kinds of things, that you, the reason to buy a house. And I think once you get that bug, you're gonna keep that bug. So a lot of people hit the reset, they hit the pause button. Right. And the rates definitely helped that. The season holiday helped us as well. All right, we'll talk
0: more about this. It's the real estate hour on making your home great. <laughs> FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF, Making Your Home Great, usually brought to you on a Saturday afternoon, but today it's, you know, we got this uh, Ohio State, I called them the Hoyas last hour, and I'm going to continue to call them the Hoyas. The That's Ohio State, I know they're not the Hoyas, oh. I know that, I'm just oh, trying the to bother, yeah, they are the, the Buckeyes, Buckeyes. They're they're Buckeyes. Right. They did basketball tomorrow. Um, in, in north carolina tomorrow um, so instead we've got the making your home great um, real estate hour we've got tanya wicker hunt and julie wicker Crisco of wicker squared at colwell banker howard perry and Walston, doug anderson of town mortgage of the carolinas and steven pate uh, home inspector and steven has got a story about something broken <laughs> in a brand new house?
6: Well, there's uh, not so much broken. It wasn't broken per se, but it was a recall on an electrical panel um, that the manufacturer had sent out. Uh, Schneider Electric had sent out a recall for a lot of their um, electrical panels. Most anything manufactured from like 2019 to, I want to say, it was beginning of 2022. Um It wasn't every one of their panels. It was a certain type of panel, had a certain serial number on it. But uh, that's just something we look for or I look for in anything that was built kind of in that time frame.
0: I honestly, I remember when the fella inspected my house, when I bought my first house, and there was a punch list that he had, a little checkpoint. Mm -hmm. And at one point, there was an area that said, like, unprofessional repairs, or you know not done to standard is that is that something that comes up a lot with older homes that somebody's done work on it and it's just not up to what you would consider your standards oh yeah
6: yeah yeah, absolutely older homes are are definitely more challenging uh which is why i charge more for them (laughs) because uh because there's there's been you know uh a bunch of chip gains living in it thinking that they can fix everything or, you know, and so they, they do it or they try and do it. They do it incorrectly. Um, right. and most of it is concealed. So it's just not, you don't walk in and see it It's gotta be somebody that kind of knows what they're looking for. Uh, and kind of, kind of even sometimes you just get a sense. You what kind kinda, of, you just kind of feel it.
0: What kind of inspection do you do on things like electrical?
6: Um, we'll check all accessible, you know, outlets, all light fixtures. We pull off, uh, electric panel covers, to look at all electrical connections, breakers, make sure there's no signs of any overheating. Um, just make sure everything's bonded and grounded properly. Everything's secured the way it's supposed to be secured. Um, and um, you know what you'll see on older homes are people who uh, add additional circuits and uh, uh, splice them incorrectly, or put multiple circuits under one breaker. Or um, you I, know. I'll
0: tell you what I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust. A ceiling fan unless i specifically knew an electrician did it because i've seen so much silliness with ceiling fans things not hung correctly you know you gotta i don't know you know this better than i do you gotta support the weight of the fan and you gotta get that three-way switch right yes
6: yes yeah absolutely yeah, so the you need a fan box, or you need the to have the the box mounted properly on some kind of a structural thing, two by four or what or whatnot, in order to support it properly. You would
0: think, yeah, we tiptoed away from our house. I'm just saying, it's, I I feel badly for the new owners of the house. You know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, <laughs> they, Dave, not saying the Alexander's ceiling fan is going to fall down on anybody because it's probably not. Knock yeah, wood. Not Dave, Dave
7: might have installed it. I,
0: I, I ah. did not I did not but I paid paid the guy to do it I mean you gotta for a ceiling fan does a fella need to call an electrician
6: I recommend an electrician for any electrical yeah. work and and pretty much the same thing for plumbing but electrical especially because it is a safety hazard it's a fire hazard um, you know so I wouldn't recommend just any homeowner handling that um, and technically
4: it. you're supposed to get a permit did you know that just just for, for, a, ceiling for a ceiling fan for a
0: ceiling fan, fan. I mean, nobody does. No one does. It. It's just, the, I
5: mean, the way the city makes more money, yeah, basically. But you are supposed to. <laughs> that, that that's crazy? the
0: funniest thing I've heard tonight. Yeah.
5: But um, technically, you're supposed yeah. to.
0: Yeah. You're supposed to. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Tanya Wicker Hunt and Julie Wicker Crisco of Wicker Squared at Coldwell Banker, Howard Perry in Walston, and uh, Stephen Pate, the home inspector, also Doug Anderson of Town Mortgage. Of the Carolinas. I've been told there's a spring buyer's market. Does that still exist?
4: Are we still going to have that? We'll find out. Yeah? Our market
5: I is
0: always good.
5: Yeah. You know, I mean, there are areas in the country. I mean, would you like to show homes with, you know, two feet of snow? No. I mean, nope. where it's no. <laughs> below zero? I mean, there are markets, and of course it slows down in those markets. I couldn't even imagine. And here, our... Our weather is mild. I mean, we have a strong market year-round. That's why when we have people from out of the area, even those in the area, well, what's the best time to put your home on the market when you're ready? I mean, there's not a certain time that's better than others. Can't sell it if it's not listed. And there's always people moving into our area, and there's always people looking to buy. So it's just busier at other times. Right. But historically, it is. Historically, the spring, the spring is the busiest time. But yeah. yes, you we, know, pros and cons about waiting. Every There's all sorts of other people that are waiting. So there's right. more competition out there. There's more competition yeah. with listings. We've got more buyers out there looking. There's, you know, are we going to mm-hmm. go into that same market that we had before where we're going to go back into multiple offers when right. the rates come down a little bit? Mm-hmm. You're going to have more homes on the market, you know, so you've got more more options for buyers. So there's always pros and cons about when do we buy, when do we right. sell, when the time's right for you and when you're able to do it. I mean, it's really the best answer. Mm-hmm.
0: And we don't know that six months from now, somebody's going to say, oh, yeah, by the way, my major tech company. Is going to squeeze in next to all the other major tech companies, and suddenly they're going to be—I don't know—million-dollar-a-year tech executives looking for a place to hang their hat, Mm -hmm. and the demand could go way up.
5: Yeah, we just don't—we just don't know. Yeah, I mean, our market is predicted to be Mm -hmm. one of the strongest markets in the country next year.
4: Right, but I mean. We don't hold a crystal ball, so we'll just have to see. Right, and that's what we tell them when they ask, should we hold off? I just had a buyer say, should I hold off a couple of months and yeah. see if the prices keep going down? Yeah. I'm like, you know, I wish I had a crystal ball. I don't like, think the prices are going to go down. I don't either, and that's what I told her. Yeah. I wouldn't wait. No. If you really want to buy, go ahead and, and buy now.
0: You, okay. guys, you guys talked a little bit the last time you were here about a uh, like a interest rate buy-down program you know people think of the they think of the rate as if it's the rate right and it's really not it's different for everybody and it's also different when somebody says prime rate they say the fed oh my gosh they say the the fed does something with the rate is that going to affect my credit card tomorrow
7: what
0: Mm -hmm. do you think doug
7: the yes. fed the fed it impacts short term rates uh, okay. your, your home equity lines of credit your auto loans yeah. your your credit cards that don't have a, you know their an adjustment period um, they influence long term rates like 30 year fixed right but they're not the you know the direct impact on that it's they trend differently because it's you know long term money versus short term money right um, the buy down that you mentioned has been a very very popular program that has been i guess a, a game changer uh, to temporarily ease the burden of the payment. Um, we've got two one buy downs, three one buy downs, where you can get 2% off your rate or 3% off your rate temporarily yeah. until the market settles down. And And most of us, you know, lenders and and major institutions are offering that. And the uh, second thing we're offering is we're selling the refinance. We're talking to clients about refinancing. I'm talking to your clients about right what your payment will be if we go back to where we were. So, you know, kind of, Tanya, you mentioned November, which everybody's, all the markets outside of North Carolina are dropping 15, 20% already. And we're going up 11% year over year. I I agree wholeheartedly that the houses are, they're not going to appreciate as fast, but they're going to appreciate and take advantage of the lull. Take advantage. Be the one swimming upstream, buying the house now. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you won't regret it. Um, and you know, we talked about seasonality, spring buyer's market. Yeah. I'm kind of the canary in the coal mine in, in that I have lots of realtors. And I have to. I have to have a lot of realtors working with me. Right. And I can tell how things are by how many times my phone rings on the weekend. Right. You know what impacts most buyers more than anything, I think? what is the weather really we have nice sunny weekend there's lots of calls mm. we have cruddy weather <laughs> <laughs> <That's not laughs> the open houses are empty yeah, yeah nobody's we have fair weather all year long but right. I, I can tell you that if it's raining or if it's dreary it's going to be a light weekend it's going to be slow
0: all right yeah. just to just to be clear because there's a funny thing with radio numbers are f- funny people hear them halfway and they get scared We were talking interest rates for a moment there. Yeah. And then you mentioned Tanya's statistics from 15 minutes ago, and you said something about 11%. Please.
5: Oh, (laughs) that is not the
0: (laughs) interest rate. Talk (laughs) talk us off the ledge. There is no talk of an Um, 11% interest rate.
7: No, interest rates are in the low sixes, trending towards five. What the number I was talking about is the appreciation rate right. uh, that's coming out of the Triangle MLS, and you know that's you know other markets, right. other more expensive markets, California, New York, Utah, you name it, are looking at our houses and going, "Wow, what an affordable market!" Yeah, uh, we are still a ton more affordable than than most of these high economic. Oh, yeah. Good jobs,, mm-hmm. low taxes.' We're, we're still very, very affordable and but we're going up and you know it's but it's it's, you know when when Julie said, I have people wanting to hesitate and wait, I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. If you're ready, bye.
0: The other thing is, I want my house to be more expensive next year and the year after and the year after. Of course. I want to be making money with it, okay? I don't think I have to worry about, you know, being priced out of my own home, right? I mean, I'm going to be able to... The house that I have right now is going to appreciate, you said, what, 10 11%? Is that possible?
5: That's what the appreciation was from a year ago. We do not see that appreciation moving no. forward right now. Oh, you don't. No, that's not,
7: not that no. The the stable the 50-year average is we 5 see it to 7%. 5 okay. to 7% right. is what you should anticipate. But it should increase. Yeah. It
4: should Correct. appreciate. Okay. All right. Not depreciate.
0: We're we're talking with Tanya Wicker Hunt and Julie Wicker Crisco of Wicker Squared at Coldwell Banker Howard Perry and Walston. Doug Anderson of Town Mortgage of the Carolinas. And Home Inspector Stephen Pate, our telephone number is 919-860-9783. Call us right now and get on the program. We're talking real estate. Any question right now at 919-860-9783 on Making Your Home Great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Telephone number 919-860-9783. Tanya Wicker Hunt and Julie Wicker Crisco of Wicker Squared at Coldwell Banker Howard Perry and Walston. Doug Anderson of Town Mortgage of the Carolinas and Home Inspector Stephen Pate. And uh, Stephen, uh, you've got another story for us.
6: Well, it's kind of just the tail end of the original one before I got sidetracked. So I did a a new construction inspection again uh, for Julie on a townhome and just called out the electrical panel as being part of the recall. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that was kind of where I left it with with her and and the client. And then she had reached out to me and told me the builder uh, had mentioned.
4: Yeah, at the final walkthrough, he said that they went back to homes that, you know, had closed. And they found six more units with that same issue but those inspectors didn't catch it and they were singing steven's praises oh that makes me feel good i appreciate
6: that you know as with realtors or really any profession um you know not we're not all the same we all come from different backgrounds i have a construction background which which helps me you know so and we say, interview the person you're looking at hiring yeah. to do your home inspection. Ask about their qualifications, their background, their experience, how many years they've been in it. You know, before they got into it, what did they do prior to that? Um, you know, because there are so many different home inspectors, realtors, mortgage right. lenders. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, just kind of do your due diligence mm-hmm. before you before you hire one.
0: Fellow so. who does the, uh, the did the other hour of this and who's the regular co-host, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. He spends all of his time in people's attics and in their crawl spaces. He says, I wouldn't know what to look at for instance, electrical. He says, no, no, that's not my deal. Right. So you gotta, you gotta find somebody with a good, with a good, decent uh, background. Um, Doug Anderson of town mortgage of the Carolinas. Um, What do you want to tell us about your experience in, town mortgage Um,
7: (laughs) are you talking about in lending in general um lending in general let's just say i mean we've been talking about you know the 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 rates and the and the affordability and all that and yeah i was i'm a survivor of the last recession 2008 (laughs) um we watched houses go into foreclosure watch houses go down in value and yeah the one thing that we learned is that had you sat in your house and kept your house, even if it went down on paper, mm-hmm. it, it went back up and then some. So the people who sold, there was a lot of panic selling. I don't yeah. know. I'm just selling because I need. To, I don't want to own this thing. Yep. And yep. had they sat in that house, they would have been wealthy. Uh, you know, the wealth building aspect kicked back in. It took a little while. Yeah. This recession that we're apparently in or going into again, whatever it is, is completely, completely different. Um, right. We have jobs. Yes, we do. Lots of jobs. Knock wood. Try to get good service. Try to, you know, wait in line for something. Uh, there's not enough people right. to handle our local economy. And I I think it's all of North Carolina, honestly. Right. We have a lot of people wanting to move here. We just don't have enough people to do all the things that need to be done. So as long as you see a healthy job market then the economy the, the housing prices will stabilize. And you know this recession is to all we're seeing is this recession is just a tap the brakes let's get the free spending that related to covid and right. the stimulus checks. Let's get that let's let's get that under 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 wraps and there's a lot of profiteering, there's a lot of you know the gas companies are making record profits. So not all of this is You know, there's a little bit of a greed, you know, and and same with houses prices. A lot of sellers just made a bunch of money. Yeah. But the one thing we see and the one thing we know about this market, we still have every company considering us to move their people here because we're still a wonderful tax state, a wonderful living state. We have four seasons. None of them are crazy. So that our lifestyle, our living style will continue to make home ownership a really good thing.
0: Oh, amen. Yes, I'm willing to vote. I'm willing to vote him for governor now.
7: <laughs> I've lived here a long time, and I've been been there and done that. But and and, and as far as lending goes, yep. lend, lending, you know, it's 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 gonna it, our market is gonna constrict. I mean, we're we're already seeing our peers lay off and shut down, and so you want to go with stability when you pick a lender. You want somebody that does more than just mortgage. Right, mortgages are not really profitable right now. So I, I would say you need to start looking towards your bank banking institutions. I happen right. to be a bank. We have profit streams coming from other than all of all the things that banks make money off of. So stability is really key here when you're picking a lender. Um, I picked where I work because they're stable and they're, they're strong and they make good decisions. And so, I mean, I'm a little bit worried about some consumers working with a, a, a fly-by-night organization may not be here tomorrow. Yeah. So I think interviewing who they're working with from a lending perspective is really important right now.
0: All right, I'm going to turn to you to refine in a a few years. You bet on it. All right, good, good. Um, Tanya and Julie, Mm -hmm. what do you guys see for the next six months, ten months? Or do you have a crystal ball or not?
4: We don't. We'd be millionaires. But um, (laughs) we see just a steady. I think it's just going to stay steady. Yeah, steady
5: growth. Mm -hmm. And – a steady appreciation but much lower than what we've seen over the past. I mean, I know, you know, there's lots of sellers that are holding off listing. Yeah. You know, there's lots of buyers that are holding off. So, I think the spring market is going to be very strong once we after January. Once we get through the holidays.
0: What about people who are perhaps sitting on a property that is in a good location. They already know it's a good location because, you know, people are moving in and moving out um, near them. And maybe it their house is not in the best of shape. Should they put money into it? Should they? Yes. Yes. yes.
4: I had a listing appointment the other evening and they just bought the house in May. Yeah. And they did it under that rush. Yeah. And now they're in it, and they're like, oh, this isn't really what we wanted. Right. But it was like, I walked in, and I said, yeah, you're going to have to paint, Right. and you're going to have to do this, you're going to have to do that. And also, what they wanted for it, I told them they were not going to get, right. so they're going to rent. Right. I hated to lose the listing, but I didn't want to say, yeah, you'll get, you know, five and a quarter, because they wouldn't, Right. not without doing something. And even then, I don't think it would. But, yeah, you still need to dress it up. And you got to
0: stage the house, yes, make it look as as big as you
5: can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think the house should sparkle. We've talked about this before. Right. I don't mm-hmm. care if your house is a hundred thousand or a million plus. I mean, clean the house, do right. a thorough cleaning, yes. clean the windows, right? Clean the gutters, right? You know, have a landscaper if you're not good at doing that yourself to trim up the bushes and cut the grass and. Put some fresh flowers, you know, in the flower beds, or at sure. least, you know, in the winter, put mulch in. Pressure wash that house right? if it needs it. You know, little things you could do, maybe if there's some old dated light fixtures. Like, yeah. if you just bought some of those, you can get really nice ones at Lowe's, at Home Depot. There's catalogs. You know, they're not that expensive, but they add a little wow factor to the home that when someone sees that online. And the other thing is you need to hire an agent who's going to come through. When you mention that staging, when you say staging, it doesn't mean you have to come in, take all your furniture out and pay and put, you know, model furniture in there. And sometimes people think that's what staging means. Staging is basically decluttering your home, depersonalizing your home. When a buyer comes in, they want to imagine themselves in their home. They don't want to see the pictures of the family and the grandkids and, you know, the cats and the dogs and everything. I mean, that's nice if it's a home, but when you list your home, that becomes it becomes a product that you're trying to sell. Right. So, it needs to be very neutralized right. so that the public can see themselves there and you don't want to be distracted when you're looking at the pictures online of all the stuff in the house right you want it to be clean so you can see that house okay. and if
4: you and if you have a dog yeah listen closely yes pick up the yard yes i showed oh, a house really? oh i showed a house two days ago and we were literally like yeah not just good landmines everywhere that's not good. And, it, and the house is beautiful, but it just totally turned you off. All
0: right. So, yeah. We've got just enough time to get everybody's telephone number. First, Tanya.
5: You can reach me at 919-368-3996. Tanya Hunt. Tanya Wicker Hunt.
0: Tanya Wicker Hunt.
4: 368-3996? Correct. Oh, I am correct. Julie Wicker Crisco. Mm-hmm.
0: I think I got it. Mm 270-9608. Yep. Very good. All right. Home Inspector
6: Stephen Pate. What number? 919-675-4095.
0: 675-4095.
7: That's it. Yes, sir. That's it. Doug Anderson, Town Mortgage of the Carolinas. Easy number, 919-520-2005.
0: 2005, 2005, 520-2005. You can find this show at WPTF.com. This is making your home great.